Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. All right, Susie, KT, are you ready for today's podcast? Yeah, Robert, of course we're ready. Because we are unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm unstoppable, I'm a buzzer with no brakes, I'm invincible, yeah, I win every single game, mine's so powerful, I don't need batteries to play, I'm so confident, yeah, I'm unstoppable today. June 29th, 2023. Welcome everybody to the Women and Money podcast, as well as everybody smart enough to listen. Today is the what, KT? Ask KT and Susie anything you want. You got that right. <laughs> you, you thought that was a trick question. I was No, asking it was you, ask right? KT and Susie anything you want. But Susie's going to give you the answer, not KT. Yes, they you all can know. ask me. They all know that, KT. Right. So, I have quite a mixed bag today, a lot. KT, of, when have you, you are a mixed bag. I am, but um, there's many questions still concerning CDs and... Roths yeah, and, and all, all those kinds yeah. of things. We, yeah, Maybe we should do another Susie School on that again. No way. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. Okay, are we ready? We have a, a lot, big Wait, stack. Katie, I have a big stack in front we're, of We're, I think, approximately halfway through Robert's gallivanting to the Which dead. is the one you showed me the other day? It was so many people. Where the heck was that? Oh, well, that I don't I think New Jersey. It was crazy. And we were trying to rethink if our friend Sandy was there. All our friends that were like deadheads back in the day still go to those concerts. Be, and these are like old people my now. My God, he would have been so jealous to know that we were backstage with the grateful dead. Yeah. Anyway. They love Susie, especially the drummer. No, you can't call him a drummer. He's a per percussionist. A, a percussionist. Yes. Mickey, he doesn't like being called a he drummer. He loved you. I know. Loved you. I loved know. Susie. Loved her work. Okay. Are we ready? Ready. All right. Here we go, everybody. Willing this is from This is from Jasmine. I picked this one first to kind of set the stage here so that all of you listening will do the same thing Jasmine did. Encourage your brothers and your sisters or your friends, anyone that's too shy to ask Susie a question, to just do it. We're not going to judge you. So Jasmine asks this question on behalf of her brother-in-law. It's regarding disability insurance. And she said, Katie and Susie, he's too shy to ask. <laughs> so Kevin, who's married, this is Jasmine's do, do you, brother. Do you think they're too shy of me or too shy of you? They're too shy of you. Oh my God, Is to get a slap bad? down. Yeah, they're I afraid don't slap of you. People they're down. afraid of you. Ugh. They're not. No one's afraid of me. So Kevin is Jasmine. Sweet KT. Kevin is Jasmine's brother. He's married. He has three kids: seventeen, fifteen, and eleven. He's the sole income earner in his household. He makes a decent living, and part of his company's benefits is a fifteen thousand dollar a month 
disability insurance tax-free. Yeah. That's great. They would pay up until he's 67 years old. Additionally, his company is offering a 25% discount on a $500 month premium for a $12,000 per month additional coverage tax-free. Is it worth getting this additional disability insurance? Oh, boy. You know, I have to tell you, out of all the insurances that are out there, disability insurance, believe it or not, Jasmine, is one of the more complicated ones to actually understand how does it work? When does it take effect? Is it a policy that will cover you that's known as an ENIAC or an owner's OC? There are so many things that I would need to know about that policy. And so at $500 a month, that's $6,000 a year. I don't know. I can't answer that. I would probably not be doing it because he's already covered And maybe he makes a whole lot more than $15,000 a month tax-free, but I have a feeling what he's getting right now tax-free and without any costs is probably what he should stick to. All right, KT. Next question is from Lulu. Susie, I loved your recent article on salary negotiation and the point on where you start is so important. I turned 60 this year and have worked for the same company for 30 years. And I started bringing home $850 a month being a single mom. It is surreal to look back on those days. Now, here's my question. After 30 years of busting my tail, how do I maximize my next round contract? Mine is set for April 2024. Or do I just ask for a different comp package for those not on the contract? I have read about deferred comp and things like that. So Susie, what would be the top negotiating strategies over and above just salary to help with the overall long-term plan that most of us would not think about or know about? Hmm. So the first thing you have to do, Lulu, is understand what other benefits your company offers that you currently are not getting? Do they offer long-term care insurance? That would be a fabulous benefit. Do they offer extended vacation? Because maybe you would want that because you've been there for so long. Can you get that? But the main thing when negotiating something is to negotiate from a place of power, from a place of knowing your own self-worth and believing in everything that you are asking for, not just to get it because they offer it, but to get it because you deserve it and you need it. Very different. So you don't negotiate from a place of greed. You negotiate from a place of need. And that is where I would start. And I would come at it with honesty, integrity, and having the best of all straight from your heart. Next question, KT. Next question is from Celia. Hi, Susie. I just recently retired at age 66. I was in healthcare. My portfolio is now around $700,000. I've not withdrawn anything as of yet. 
the number sounds good, but I'm afraid to start taking money out because of the tax implications. I started Social Security this year. So just going by the Social Security income alone, everything is doable on a tight budget. My other concern is if something were to happen to me, my IRA will go into inheritance and a huge chunk to taxes. And then she's asking, I wish my financial planners advised me on the choices of IRA versus Roth. Is it advisable to move some of the IRA money into a Roth at this time? Celia 66, what should she do? Katie. Is that a pop quizzy? It's not a pop <laughs> quizzy. It's actually a question for us, you mm. and me. So here we are. And it was striking me so deep, I have to tell you, when you were reading this, is that I had a flashback to when I would be answering questions like this, but when I was 45. Mm, we're old. And <laughs> so many people now are writing in, I'm 60, I'm 66, and here we sit, 72, you about to be 71 in a few weeks, KT. What does it make you feel like knowing that we're older than these people now versus... I never think like that, and I never feel like that. I never read a question from someone considerably younger than me worried about getting old like I am. I never think like that because I don't feel like that. So you don't feel I, old on any level? Ne not at all. I know I'm old, but I don't feel old, and I don't think I'm old. Yeah, I just find it so... Do you think you're old? Um, <laughs> I obviously must. I don't feel like I'm old, but I think about getting older. I'll be honest with you. It 60 was fine. 50 was easy. 60 was fine. 70 was even kind of easy, right? But then I think 80. And I'm not sure I'll quite feel the same way when I'm 80. Celia, let me first take the last part of your question which is, is it advisable to move some of the IRA money into a Roth at this time? Absolutely not. Because if you move it into a Roth, you are going to pay taxes on any amount that you do convert, right? So since you're going to need this money sooner than later anyway, just leave it exactly where it is. That's number one. Number two, it seems like you're just kind of making it on your social security, that it's a struggle, but you say that you're worried about the tax implications. Listen to me, if your only income is your social security, then, you know, it's not going to kill you on any level if you take out like $12,000 a year. It's not going to make your social security taxable. It's not going to put you in any kind of tax bracket at all. So I personally would be taking the money out that you need to either live on or just pay taxes on it now and put it in a savings account if you want, not into a Roth, right? Because remember, if you convert it to a Roth, then the five-year clock starts so you just don't want to do that at this point in time. I don't want you to worry that your IRA is going to go to inheritance and a huge chunk will go to taxes. Please do not let taxes rule your decisions in terms of the quality of life that you deserve to live. 
You worked for this money. You need to worry about yourself. You need to make a plan for yourself. And anything that happens after you're gone, okay. But don't worry so much about taxes because by worrying about taxes, you may be creating for yourself a bigger problem, believe it or not. Also, don't forget that if your portfolio is in a retirement account, starting at the age of 73, you do have to start taking required minimum distributions. So if you start taking a little bit out of there now and even saving it, the amount of the required minimum distributions will be less when you are 73. And that's because, KT, there won't be as much money in the account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So this is a this is a good one. This is from Elsie. Susie, love you gals. Never stop laughing. Don't My- trust me. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, telling us never stop laughing. That's why don't. I don't feel old. I can still laugh a lot at you. <laughs> Do you laugh at me a lot? Yeah. What's the thing that makes you laugh the most? When you get mad at me for something that you shouldn't be mad at me about. And I look at you and I start laughing and you get really mad, even more mad. Okay. Matter, matter. Okay. So ready from Elsie. Susie, my CD at a lion is coming due. I don't need this money for at least two years. I live pretty close to you all in Florida. Oh, so oh. she's a Floridian. Okay. Do you shop at Publix? <laughs> all right. Look, should I, should I just put the money in Alliance Savings Account? Or if not, which CD should I get? I don't need this money. I just want it to be safe and sound. Uh, tell Elsie what I did. Well, no, I'm going to tell Elsie what she should do. All right. All right. So, Elsie, if you don't need the money for two years, you live in Florida, which is a state tax-free state, all right? I would absolutely put it in the 18-month certificate of deposit for 5.15%. Now, remember, the 18-month, even though they don't advertise it like this, you can lock it up for 23 months at 5.15%. So you should absolutely put it in since the money's already at Alliant, and by the way, for those of you whose money is not at Alliant, you should do this as well, mm-hmm. is that put it into a CD for 23 months at 5.15%. If you look at what currently the two-year treasury note is paying, it's only like 4.6%. So you're at a lot higher interest rate for just one month less. So if I were you, all right, that's exactly what I would be doing. And I would be doing it today because you do not know when that 5.15% will decrease. For those of you who are looking for certificates of deposits, I am telling you the 18 month, and this rate is good for the 18 through 23 months. So every year you choose which term you want, or you can do a combination of all of them, is paying 5.15%. Good luck finding that anywhere else. And the CD is not callable, which means you're guaranteed to get that interest rate for the entire time. To check it out, go to myalliant.com. That's M-Y-A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot Com. That's what I did, Susie. I 18 know. Eighteen month. 
Okay, this well, is why from, didn't you do a twenty three month? I because I didn't. I just did it myself. <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't, didn't ask know, you. You didn't, didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't. See, uh, I didn't know. Now should I laugh at you? You can. But I don't I'll, like I'll, to laugh like I'll that. Put, at I'll, you. I'll do. I'll continue it. All right, ready? This is from Todd. <laughs> Hello, my favorite love bugs, Susie. Wait, yeah, I have to say something. We have to tell right? everyone about. Wait, okay. wait. I have to oh, say right, something. All right. Now, why? Didn't I tell KT I wanted her to do 23 month versus the 18 month? Okay. It's very important for all of you that are in a relationship. And maybe one of you knows all about money. And the other one. (laughs) Can you guess in our family who knows more about money? And the other one <laughs> is still kind of learning. The other about one knows it, how to garden, <laughs> which I do not. <laughs> All right. It's important that they learn from their mistakes, everybody. Not a huge mistake. Like I kind of knew what KT was doing, but I wanted KT to feel powerful enough, and I still do, KT, that you can take action on your own. And now you know if you want to invest more money, what you can do. All right, so, but you have to empower your mate. You have to. Otherwise, if something happens to me or something happens to you, what kind of situation does that leave them in? So please know that. Okay. All right. Next question is from Todd. Hello, my favorite love bugs. Oh my God, I haven't heard that phrase. So love bug was something that Susie would refer to to the callers often on the Susie Orman show when we were on television. Remember everyone called? And people used to send her all these little love bugs, like little ladybug um, animals and, you know, fun things. Do you know why I did that? No, because you couldn't remember the name. Right. Yeah. I'm not really good at name recall. And so a lot of times things are happening very quickly. Especially on television. And I'm speaking. So I would say, listen, love bug. So once I'm on Larry King, right, and somebody calls in and I can't remember their name and I'm answering the question and I don't want to say to Larry, what was their name or whatever. So I say, listen, love bug. And Larry goes, love bug, love bug. I go, yeah. Once I did, I called somebody pop tart and the other people on the panel and Larry King went pop tart. I went, anyway, there you go. All right. All right. So. Susie, you are always on top of trust and you always talk about revocable, Mm -hmm. but here's an irrevocable trust question. I, like so many people in my age group, are dealing with aging parents and assisted living in nursing homes. It's so frustrating to have to use up all of your hard-earned retirement fund for these costs, which are running about $10,000 a month. Should we have an irrevocable trust or should we get an irrevocable trust? So listen, wait, this is from San Francisco, buddy boy, buddy boy or love bug, buddy boy. He's from San Francisco. I love that city. All trusts have a five year look back period. So any money that you put into the irrevocable or revocable trust, whatever it is to get it out of your estate. And for those of you who don't know, an irrevocable trust is a trust that's irrevocable. It means you cannot change 
anything about it. So therefore, it is out of your estate. A revocable trust, you can change it anytime. You can do anything you want with it. But an irrevocable trust, you cannot. And I know there are a whole lot of articles and lawyers out there that say, put your parents' money in an irrevocable trust, and then it won't be part of their estate. And therefore, if they spend down all of their money, they can go on Medicaid, and all of that other money will be safe. Again, as I started to say, there's usually a five-year look-back period. Any money that you put within five years in a trust will be disqualified if you then need to qualify for Medicaid, because they know that you did that to qualify for Medicaid. All right, so that's one thing to know. However, this is more an ethical question, truthfully, which is, you know, I have a saying, people first, then money. And I know that it's a heartbreak to watch somebody's entire amount of money that they saved to be spent on their care. But I ask you all to think about it, really, really seriously think about it. What was that money for? It's for your parents or whosever money it is to be used to take care of them in the best facility, in the best way possible, with the best services. It's not just so that they can go on Medicaid so the kids get all the money. If you think care in a nursing home is as good on Medicaid versus when you are a private pay patient, I'm here to tell you it is not. So I would not be doing that just to protect money so that my kids could get it or therefore you, Todd, would get it. I wouldn't care if they spent every single penny that they had getting the best care possible because that's what their money is truly for. You bringing back memories to you? Yeah, both of us. Yeah, you know, both of us, obviously. And we say that because I spent millions keeping my mother... Um, in a home with a private nurse and everything, KT bought her mother the actual apartment in a life care facility that also was a private room when she needed to go to skilled nursing and still above all that paid $6,000 a month for a nurse, nurse, a private nurse to be there besides all the other expenses. And the greatest thing we can say about it is they sure were taken care of. Oh, now KT's crying. All right. You feel better now? I get a little emotional. Maybe that's because I'm getting old. (laughs) Okay. From Marion. Hi, Susie. I pay a credit monitoring fee monthly. Is this really necessary? I know Credit Karma and Credit Sesame is free. Are those worth it? Thank you for sharing your knowledge. I've been following you for years. If she's been following you for years, she didn't need to ask this question. Oh, should this have been your quizzy? No, but answer her. Here's what I would do. She pays a fee. Marion, listen to me. No, she's saying I know Credit Karma and Credit Sesame is, is free. Are those worth it? 
Here's what I would tell you. Obviously, anything that's free, all right, I don't have a problem with. But if you really, really, really want to protect your credit, really just do credit freezes on all three credit bureaus, and then pretty much your credit is protected. So if I were you, that's what I would do. And then you can just easily check it yourself and not have to pay for it. So I would not be paying a fee to have credit monitoring that, I can tell you. All right. Okay, next question is from Michael. I'm a new listener, and my question is, would it be okay to take a traditional IRA out and invest the money in real estate, like maybe a multifamily duplex? No. (laughs) There you go, Michelangelo. That's a no. And the reason it's a no is... I don't know how old you are, all right? But here's the thing. You take money out of a traditional IRA, not only are you going to pay ordinary income taxes on it, but if you're not 59 and a half years of age or older, you're going to pay a 10% penalty as well. Just keep your IRA. And if you want, you can start converting that traditional IRA to a Roth all right, because you should have Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, Roth 403bs, Roth TSPs, Roth. Do you hear me, everybody? You want to invest invest money in real estate, like maybe a multifamily duplex? You should not have to take money out of a retirement account to do so. You should have the money on the side to do so. So no. All right, go on. This next question is a tongue twister from Kelly. Are you ready for this one? I am incrementally moving money from my rollover IRA that was previously in my pre-tax 401k to my Roth IRA. Is it better to move a position (laughs) as is, convert a position to cash, then move it, move or cash in the lowest performer? Or does any of that matter since it would be the same dollar amount either way? Any advice on the most strategic way to move value from 401k to rollover to Roth IRA would be greatly appreciated. (laughs) Kelly, I don't mean to laugh, but this question, honest to God, when I read it, I read it like 20 times. And I said, I'm going to read this to Susie really fast and see if she can catch it. All right. I'm not going to give you this this in front of me. Can you answer that? Yes, I can answer it. So Kelly, it depends what investments you're in and if you want those investments still. So to break it down for all of you, what Kelly's asking is she has money in a 401k that she wants to convert over to a Roth IRA? Should she convert it in the investments that she already has? Should she cash them out? What should she do? What's the most effective way to convert something? If you are invested in things that you want to be invested in, and those things happen to be down in value, those are the things that you should absolutely convert first. Because the less value they have, the less taxes that you pay on the conversion. If you have items that are really doing great, stocks or whatever it may be that are doing great, and you want to keep them as well, you might want to just wait a little and see if the market takes them down, what's going to happen to them, because I would not convert them when they were really high. I would convert them 
if they had a downward trend and everything has a downward trend sooner than later. So I wouldn't convert everything all at once. I would convert those investments that I have the biggest losses in. And hey, if you don't want to keep those investments anymore, sell them and just convert the cash. But you should do a combination of it all. KKT, you got a few more because it's almost quizzy time. I have, I, have, I have a few more, but I'm just going to do this one from Terry, and this will make you feel good because Terry's 76. Ready? You old. <laughs> you're so old, Terry. Does it make any sense at all to take RMD, required minimum distributions, and redeposit it into a non-IRA same fund account? I feel it is balancing out the withdrawal and purchase at the same price, thereby offsetting the drawdown of shares and their lower price. My funds are down so badly that I hate seeing them be sold off for such a lower price in order to do the RMD. I'm 76 in the Vanguard Target Retirement Fund mm. 2020. Mm. What should Terry do? So Terry, your first thing has to be, is that where you want to be invested? Would you be better off rather than being invested in that, being invested within your retirement account in either treasuries or certificates of deposits or other things than the Vanguard Target Retirement Fund 2020. Because truthfully, it really shouldn't have been down as much as it is. If, however, for whatever reason, you have decided, I want to stay in the Vanguard Target Retirement Fund 2020. For those of you who don't know what a Vanguard Target Retirement Fund 2020 is, that was the year that Terry decided, 2020, that Terry was going to retire. So supposedly, retirement funds, target date retirement funds, change the investments so that by the time you retire, they're conservative, the money is there, and you don't have to worry. Well, obviously, that didn't work out so good for you, did it, Terry? Now, I just say it that way, and I don't mean to be sarcastic to you by any means, Terry, that I have told all of you I am not a fan of target date funds. This is one of the reasons why. You don't invest according to age. You invest according to what's happening in the economy at the time it's happening. So if you want to remain in the target date fund with your RMD, take it out and repurchase it. I don't know. I think there's a whole lot better things than you could be doing with your money than repurchasing what you already have. So bottom line, if it were me, I most certainly would not be doing that. Susie, you got anything else for me? I have such a simple quizzy for you. Is it like a yes and no answer? Yeah, kinda. Is it, it going to be a two-parter? It's, it's a two-parter. Oh, I hate those. All right. Okay. Go it's for so it. so not like your personality to say hates. I don't like a two-part. I like a, a, a yes or no. Yeah. All of you, when I say thumbs something- Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. I say, when I say something that isn't quite polite, she goes- that's not polite. Don't say that. Take it back. That's not nice. Not nice. I say that's not nice. All the time. And Colo says, and my sister, they all say, cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. Lynn says it, whatever. But the word hate isn't nice. So cancel, okay, cancel. Okay, cancel, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's my quizzy? Hi, Susie and Katie. Wait, tell everybody what a quizzy is. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it happens when you get old. A right? quizzy. So a quizzy is when I ask KT on behalf of all of you a question that at this point in time... <laughs> I should know the answer. She should know the answer, <laughs> and so should all of you, if in fact you've been listening to the Women in Money podcast for all these years now. So think about it, all of you, when I ask, and let's see if you can all get it right. Hi, Susie and KT. I am currently contributing to my rollover IRA with after-tax dollars. Will I be taxed again when I take distributions? Thank you so much. So, it's, KT, it's not a Roth IRA. It's an IRA rollover. She has a 401k, most likely, at some place that she's working. She's never paid taxes on it. Okay. And now she's doing it into a rollover IRA. But within her 401k, she contributed with after tax dollars, different than a Roth. In many 401ks, you are allowed to put money into the 401k with money that you've already paid taxes on. But the growth of that money is taxable when you go to take it out. With a Roth IRA, you fund it with money you've paid taxes on, but the growth of that money is tax-free. So the question I repeat, will I be taxed again when I take distributions? No. It's all going to be tax-free. No. It's a two-part question. So answer She it. only pays taxes on the interest earned. Or the growth of it. Yeah. That's your final answer? Yeah. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, a ding, a ding. <laughs> ding, ding, a ding, a ding, a ding, a ding. Ding, 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 ding. That's good. You did so I did good. good. Finally. I'm so proud of you. But here's the point of what's important about this one. KT heard it, and she immediately heard Roth IRA because she heard the words after tax. I know her. Mm. So she thought, oh, of course, it's all going to be tax-free. And I knew that because she said, is this a one-part or two-part answer? Right. When you right. said that, then you explain the two-part, yeah. then I knew So that's why answer. it's important to always listen and, and ask, ask questions. questions. There's never a question that's wrong or stupid or or what? What? So, and if you want to ask a what question or whatever, all you have to do is send in your question to ask Susie, S U Z E podcast at gmail.com. And if KT chooses it, we'll answer it on this podcast. You should always listen to the podcast because you never know when we're going to answer your question. It's not like you get an email saying, we're answering the question. So you always have to listen because maybe we've answered it. And wouldn't that be a shame if you missed it? All right, everybody, KT, take us out. First, I want to wish everyone a great weekend coming up. Now, we still have Sunday school yes. and we still have July 4th early next week, but it's going to be a firecracker of a weekend. I just know it. Yeah, that's because her family's coming. Whenever her family comes, it is a serious 
Firecracker, KT. All right. What are you going to do today? Today, wherever I go, I will create a more peaceful, joyful, and loving world. And if everybody does that, if everybody says that, if everybody thinks that, I promise you, KT promises you, you will be unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm a bourgeois with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.